0: in this episode of here's the deal i had the pleasure of talking to amanda fisher and morgan clark of empower your pelvis i found these women through a friend of mine who said that i have to start following their reels because they make the most amazing reels on instagram that are all about pelvic floor physical therapy and they're doing everyone a huge service by bringing light to this topic um approaching it in a way that is comfortable and allowing all of us to talk about things that we might be uncomfortable talking about. So in this episode, I asked them, you know, who needs pelvic floor PT? And I'm going to go ahead and just spoil it for you. Most people, both men and women, need pelvic floor PT. If you are experiencing pain with sex, you're peeing your pants, or you have prolapse, you should definitely see a pelvic floor PT. So we talk all about taking the stigma out of that, as I mentioned earlier, just helping their clients understand what's common, but not necessarily normal, and help them get back to life without pain. So also in this episode, we talk about... like. Why is peeing your pants a thing? Why is this an issue? Why do people live with it? We talk about issues that happen or changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause for women. And also, they share with us what are what are the best things we can do to understand what's going on with our pelvic floor and also make sure that our pelvic floor is in a good condition. Finally, I ask Amanda, the, the owner of Empower Your Pelvis, how she juggles it all because not only is she a business owner, right? She is a provider. She is a mom to three young boys. And she also takes care of herself, both mentally and physically and and emotionally. So all three of those things. So I I love to hear how other women make it work. And she's going to give you all a really excellent tip, which I will not spoil for you. You're going to have to listen to the end. So if you want to connect with these women, please follow them on Instagram at empoweryourpelvis. have links to their website and their profiles in the show notes enjoy and we'll talk to you soon another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals All right, you guys, welcome back to the show. If you follow me on social media, you know I have asked you to follow <laughs> Empower Your Pelvis. Today, I'm so excited to have Amanda Fisher and Morgan Clark on to talk to us about all things pelvic health related. Thank you so much, you guys.
1: Thank you for having us. Yes, we're excited.
0: So before we dive in, can you guys tell us who you are and what you do?
1: Absolutely. Um, I'm Amanda. I uh, We're Public floor physical therapist out here in Kansas City. We work for Empower Your Pelvis. Um, it's a public floor physical therapy clinic out here. Kind of got started as um, about four years ago. I, I don't know. I guess in grad school. Let's go way back. About ten years ago, I was in grad school and developed public floor issues like peeing my pants and pain with sex. And I was in my early twenties. And the rumor back then was that you wouldn't have these things until you had babies. And I had not had kiddos yet and was already peeing my pants and having pain with sex. So started, um, while in PT school, you realize like how muscles work and how they should function and understanding that what I was experiencing was more of a dysfunction. And I was supposed to be a strong athlete at the time. So it didn't make sense to me why these things would be happening. Um, so started realizing it was in the profession, which then led us down into, or led me down into pelvic floor physical therapy, became a physical therapist specializing. And at the time was called women's health, um, which was weird because men and women both have pelvic floors. It's now transitioned into pelvic health, which is really great. Um, Morgan was actually a student of mine a couple years back. And then we reconnected, uh, last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 2019 um, fall of 2019. And yeah. So now we're both together here at empower your pelvis. Now I'm going to let her take the mic. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: yeah, Amanda was kind of my Uh, gateway into pelvic health. She took me under her wing when I was in my third year of school and we've just had, we've had a good relationship ever since. And so we've kept in touch and we would grab beers every now and then to catch up when she wasn't (laughs) pregnant. Um, (laughs) um, And then, yeah, it just kind of turned into this, like we actually think we can, you know, team up and make something really cool happen here. And it's been cool to see that it's not even just happening in our physical location. We're reaching people in all different areas of the United States and internationally, which is so fun. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of transitioned into this uh, global adventure.
1: I think that's been the, the coolest thing with 2020. Like we know it's been a crappy year. It's been a crappy year for everybody. It totally did not go as expected, but what we're, what you really does if we stand back and look at it. But the fact that people in other countries are reaching out like hey I have this public floor issue and you kind of touch in like first like okay well like what's it perceived as in your country what is your care like because in the in the United States it's always like we compare ourselves to Europe and France and United Kingdom like well you guys apparently have better care than we do so what are you guys doing and we want to be like you and then you find out like man, there's other countries that are still behind us on what they're doing or maybe they don't even think C-section recovery is a thing and like really trying to help these women through these issues has been amazing. What a, what a great year we've had so far.
0: Oh, that's so exciting. And I can, I can relate, like, it's awesome when you're not just working with people in your community, but around the globe, like
1: what? Yeah, it's it's surreal.
0: So it's, it's your business. Is it y'all's business together or?
1: So um, I opened it in 2017. Uh, okay. so we're coming up on our fourth year. Congratulations. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. So
0: who needs pelvic floor PT? I mean, you just said it's not just for women. That's
1: Right. I think we would both argue that everyone could use a visit with a yeah. pelvic floor physical yeah. therapist, uh-huh. um, even as a check-in to see, like, do I have any issues? Because, I mean, we know statistically if somebody goes, say you go to regular physical therapy. I had to say regular, but orthopedic physical therapy or to a personal trainer, you know, those people are not typically asking you, are you peeing your pants with coughing, sneezing, laughing? Are you having pain with sex? And so those are things people may be living with and don't really want to talk about, but if you're asking, they're more likely to tell you, um, if everyone could come in like a wellness visit, I think we could find a lot more things that people could work on and hopefully prevent pelvic floor issues down the road. And I think that's been our biggest goal is how can we improve numbers of peeing your pants, prolapse, pain with sex, you know, in the future. And that's where our programs, like you don't have to have an issue with any of our programs online. It's more of like, Why don't you purchase and power your rear? And at the beginning, you're going to go through where your tightness is or where weakness might be, and let's build that up. And has any of these other things improved over the last four weeks while you've been focusing on that? And it's kind of really interesting to see how much that pelvic floor plays into that area.
0: Yeah. I love this.
1: We'll see. Oh, go ahead. No,
0: please.
2: So, but yeah, going back to what she was saying, we'll see both men and women and kind of running down a list, people will come in for low back pain, SI joint pain, um, groin pain, hip tightness. So any of the more structural orthopedic things you think of, it's not just, you know, peeing, pooping issues, all that. Now add that in. Yes, we see all kinds of bowel issues, bladder issues from leakage to retention um, to people who have, you know urinary or urinary, uh, sorry, track infection recurrency, that can be something that can be pelvic health related, not just, you know, oh, let's slap an antibiotic on you Mm -hmm. and just all those sorts of different diagnoses as well.
0: I think this is so great. Um, I always bring up therapy, not necessarily in this context, but, you know, mental health therapy, but just like with that kind of therapy you shouldn't wait till something goes wrong to go. Like you should go in and have it checked out. And what I love about you, what y'all are doing is you are making it so accessible and so easy to talk about. Anyone who's listening, you must follow them on Instagram because they're, they're making these amazing reels talking about things that some people have a hard time talking about, but we should absolutely be able to talk about all the things you're saying. Like how, what, what, has been your catalyst to making the reels? How do you come up with them? Um, do you find people have a hard time talking about all of this with you?
1: I I honestly think it's how we approach any patient, um, with us having had public floor issues ourselves, like you, we know what it feels like to have the shame, the guilt, like it's all negative emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we talk to our communities, uh, maybe it was face-to-face prior to COVID, um, we were really lighthearted with it because if you can kind of break down the barriers of negativity and bring light and positive to it, people seem to be more, I guess, um, forthcoming. Thank you with the issues. And like, yes, we we laugh and we joke about peeing our pants or um, having prolapse, but mm-hmm. it's... I want people to recognize it and then, um, hopefully seek help and know that, you know, there is something they can do for it. How do we come up with the reels is, um, uh, really not exciting at all. Um, we, I, I am now, I listen to nineties hip hop and pop in my car all the time or in the room. And sometimes people will come in like, Oh, boys to Men station. I was like, yep. I'm looking for inspiration today. <laughs> um, and sometimes Sometimes it's just Morgan and I like, Hey, uh, like I think it was yesterday, like strumming through music, like, Hey, Eminem might be a great song for, um, us showing, like being <laughs> empowered for having overcoming pain with sex, you know? So we really, I, I don't, I wish I had a better answer. I do. No, that's <laughs> perfect.
0: I think it's so fun. And I think it's so great that you are taking that lighthearted approach. Shame. I'm assuming you read or have read Brene Brown. I just assume that about everybody, but maybe you haven't. Yes, <laughs> and her podcast. Yes, I mean, come on, she's the. Who gospel. doesn't know her? Yeah, right. <laughs> and like the shame, shame has shame feels gross in our bodies, and I don't want to. I'm not saying I don't feel that way. Like, I wouldn't say I wouldn't feel self conscious coming in to see you. I I probably would feel self conscious. Like here we go, here we go. <laughs>
1: Most people um, do. I would yeah. say that's probably like 85%. Maybe yes. Yeah. maybe that's not even yeah. high enough. Um, most original or the beginning of our evaluations, you can tell there's some heavy air there yeah. and we've got to earn their trust. And you know, it's not always like us jumping into a, you know, a reel like right in the first piece, like we got to really get their trust, break it down, but let them know that we care, we've been there and we want to help you. And we do this every single day. Um, I think I got asked today, like how many actually like pelvic pain patients are you seeing? I mean, it's like 50% or more of our day that we are treating pelvic pain. Um, and it's just not talked about. Um, so we, we are really, we take it in, we listen to their story, um, which is again, very heavy, typically, um, not all the time, but then learning how to, let them know like okay this is this is common but it's not normal and we want to help you break these things down so you can get back to having you know pain-free sex or maybe um sitting without pain peeing without pain um, not having tailbone pain when you move from sit to stand like whatever it is low back pain um and then i don't know helping them reach their goals whatever they may be but in a positive manner absolutely,
0: absolutely. I mean, I just want to be your patient. <laughs>
1: like, Come on over.
0: Right. So let's say, that, let's say I'm visiting my parents and I'm like, um, I'm going to go to public floor PT guys. See you later. What do I expect?
2: <laughs> yeah. So actually we created some videos too, that are on our website so that people could see us before they book an appointment with each of the therapists that are really short, but just so you see our face, you hear our voice so that they know what they're getting into. And also you're not seeing our full faces when you're coming into the clinic right now. Um, And that's been really helpful for people just to be like, kind of connect with us before they come in. Cause like she was talking about, you have to break down some of those barriers. And so what we talk about in those videos is, you know you're in a room with just your therapist, you're going to stick with that therapist through your treatments. And so you're not going to be bouncing around between providers. And it's just you and that therapist the whole time within those four walls and a window. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's light. And just going through basically give us your history you can go back to, I had, I had issues with letting the bed when I was four years old. And, you know, I mean, everything to us is like putting a puzzle together. And so we tell you and they're like, Oh, you probably don't need to know that. I'm like, no, I do. So like the more you tell us the better. Right. Yeah. And so we go through your history, we go through all that. And then we kind of break down like, what is the pelvic floor? Why, why you've been sent to us, what we can potentially do to help you guys. And then we'll kind of jump into our exam and it, exams look different for every patient. Not all the time. Like Amanda was saying, we will do an internal exam at first, Um A lot of times we do if people are comfortable, but we do a lot of external stuff, looking at hips and low back and squatting techniques. And we talk about breathing and posture and all that kind of stuff. And we set up a personalized individual program for each of our patients. So, and then we get to work with them individually, which is really fun because I feel like so many people don't get one-on-one time with providers and it's, it's really cool for them to
1: see the benefits of that. Mm -hmm. And it's so multifactorial too, like she might come in with peeing or pants when she's jumping. But then as you start to get more of that story again, cause we're really like nothingness TMI, you find like, Oh, this is an issue. Oh, we might have a little bit of low back pain or right hip pain with running. Um, we might have pain with sex, but maybe it's only at certain times of the month. Like you start to really get more going on. And then they're like, Oh yeah, now I have like 10 things I want to fix. Okay. What's your primary thing again? Are you still wanting to not pee your pants or have, you know, things have shifted around a little bit. So, and they get really surprised when they're like, oh, you can treat my low back pain or Mm -hmm. you can help me with my right hip Mm -hmm. or, and we're like, yes, it's all connected. Like that. We are very orthopedic in nature too. It's not strictly just laying on the bed and doing Kegels. Like that is not pelvic health ladies. There's so much more going on. And it's funny too, because patients
2: will also, um, they'll be like, well, yeah, I came in for this, you know, let's say prolapse and then we'll talk and we're asking them questions and they're, I'm like, okay, well, do you have any bowel issues? Oh yeah, but I always have. My so yeah. My, and I'm like, well, <laughs> wait a minute, like, hold on, you know? And it's funny to see how people, every patient is so different with downplaying certain things, or, yeah. um, I guess you could say not being aware that those could be potential issues and just thinking, well, that's my normal. Like constipation
1: apparently yeah. is normal. Right. Shouldn't be normal. Right. But to them- it's normal because it's been happening their whole life. Well, you can't change that. And then they get so excited when now they're having like regular bowel movements. And we're like,
0: wow, that's the most exciting thing ever. I know.
1: DMs, <laughs> we should be talking about it. I mean, there's a book out there for goodness sakes, my kids read. Everyone poops. Like, right. It's I mean, is, daily.
0: <laughs> I'm always asking clients about their poops. I need to know are you pooping? What's it like? It, it matters from a nutritional standpoint. Apparently, it matters from a public health standpoint, public floor health
1: standpoint. Yeah. How this? what your muscles are doing. Yeah.
0: Well, and I just wanted to um, bring up that point. You know, I, I mentioned that I'm, I'm a big proponent of empowering people. And if something doesn't feel right, let's figure out what's going on. And you really do have to be an advocate for yourself. And if something doesn't feel right, that's not normal. Like, let's figure it out. My husband has had celiacs his entire life but didn't figure it out until he was 30 years old. Always wondered why he didn't like pasta and bread like everybody else and pizza. Well, it made him feel like crap, but he just thought everybody felt that way. Like how sad is that? (laughs) So with the, with the care that they get, I'm assuming when I see you, I'm going to walk out of there with some homework. Like I am going to have to do some things. I'm not just going to automatically be healed by y'all. Is that true?
1: That's true. It takes time to see changes, just like it does when you go to the gym. Like -hmm. I wouldn't expect to sign up for a gym membership and go one day and for my body to just transform. Like you need to give it, you know, eight to 12 weeks to see changes. Now there are those few that you could fix like one or two things. And then they call the next time. Like I'm completely better. I don't need to come back. We're like, awesome. But most often you've got to, I mean, people have habits. We got to break down habits and retrain the body on how to work properly. Mm-hmm.
0: So I see you all like using certain tools. Is that for everyone? Like your little wand? Yes. The wand. It looks like a snake, you guys, or, does. <laughs> yeah, or a worm. What do you do with that? You guys, it's like this S-shaped sneaky thingy. Yeah. You want to
2: say
1: it?
2: Yeah. So that is a product by a company called Intimate Rose. And it um, they have two different kinds. One that has vibration, one that doesn't. Um, and basically what we're training people to do with them is getting them to do internal stretching at home. So just like if, let's say you went into a chiropractor massage therapist or, um, PT and they were working on trigger point release on your shoulder.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: We do that here at our clinic, but in your vagina,
0: are there trigger points in there?
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. (gasps) Wow. So we do that manually with our hands and our fingers gloved up, but obviously patients can't come see us every day. Right. So we use these tools to give them in their homework okay, we'll teach you how to use this. This is what I want you to use in between appointments to further your progress without feeling like, okay, we're totally reliant on our in-person treatments because eventually we want people to be independent with all this. And so they use it to approach the different layers of their pelvic floor and get them to start contracting, relaxing, release trigger points, um, depending on what's going on with the patient.
1: And really phrasing it to them, like these are muscles, you know, you would rub your neck, at home, you might stretch your neck, you might rub a tennis ball on it. That's what we're doing down there. Cause depending on how someone was brought up or religion, like there's a lot of disconnect down there. And sometimes a lot of disconnect and negativity, especially Mm -hmm. if you were raised, like sex is bad, sex is bad, sex is bad. And then all of a sudden you got married, sex is good. Sex is good. And you're like, Whoa, what is it? Your body just Mm -hmm. as I think as individuals, we really need to kind of hone in down there a little bit more. And it doesn't have to be aggressive. We really don't want it to be aggressive. It's muscle tissue, touching it, just even just touching it, letting this sit, the one sit inside the vaginal opening and let the nervous system get used to it. So then it can calm mm-hmm. down. That may be all that we do first with that patient. And then they may start moving it a little bit, stretching the tissue. Again, everything's very gentle. So the muscles mm-hmm. don't respond in a guarded fashion because we really want that tissue to get used to things and feel comfortable.
0: I love this. You guys, those who are listening, I hope you listen to the podcast with Dr. Jordan Wiggins. They also have talked to Dr. Jordan and this disconnect that you're speaking of, this mind and body disconnect and how we were raised. We really need to look at that because it, the body remembers, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though we want to switch gears, sex is now good. The body remembers.
1: Yep. Sex absolutely. And we've Don't. been seeing that for years and I love again, with it being able to touch in with people all over the world right now to be able to discuss that. And I think more for pelvic health, like now we're realizing, okay, we do need our therapist on track. We need a nutritionist. We need so many people to kind of come together to help pelvic health improve for each person Mm -hmm. because it is multifactorial, everybody working together an integrative approach Mm -hmm. versus if we just do pelvic PT, we're not going to have all the benefits. We definitely need to have our hands in all the different places to make it a beautiful ending.
0: Oh, I love it. And that's why I love having a network. I love having a network. I love having a team of people. Like, so if someone comes to me and they are peeing their pants when they squat or whatever, like, got to talk to Amanda. (laughs) I can't help you, but I can get you in touch. So let's talk about that. We've talked about that a lot. Why is that a thing? Why is peeing pants a thing?
2: So- (laughs) that's a good question i I mean a thing in the sense that yeah most
1: people live with it and think it you know it is a thing to them. blame chris kardashian on that one for the light (laughs) bladder leakage from years ago i remember when those commercials came out and i was like girl get you some pelvic pt you don't need those light poise pads get pt (laughs)
2: sorry Uh, no that I mean but it's it shouldn't be a thing It, it is something that is common in our world and depending on where people are at and it happens to men too you know we have patients come in here female and they'll be like I think I hear a guy down the hall is that is that true and I'm like oh yeah they they have issues you know and so it's just like oh my gosh you know light bulb and so I think it's a thing because we don't talk about it enough and we don't know how it is amazing. Like how Amanda kind of said, some patients will get better within a couple of treatments and that's not always the norm, but for those who maybe are having just small amount of symptoms and treating it more preventative wise, like, yeah, I've had some issues like a few times, if we literally can teach them, where are your pelvic floor muscles how do you breathe? How do you engage them and try changing your positions through your day? It is amazing what that can do for someone. And it's simple. I mean, for some, for some. And so, and then they're, they they do not fall into this rut of like, oh, well, yeah, I have patients that come in and they'll say, well, I mean, how long have you been dealing with peeing your pants? Oh, I don't know. Since I had my baby. I'm like, oh, okay. How old's your baby? i um, 22. I'm like, oh, okay, well we should fix that. Right. And how many pads have you bought over the years? How, how many do you buy a month? I mean, it's just amazing. And it's like, well, I just
1: haven't had time. And so it's, everyone's very different with it. Right. And I wish people would look at symptoms of like, not sorry, symptoms, dysfunction of pelvic floor, like the peeing their pants, their prolapse, um, pain with sex more like, again, these are muscles. So looking at more like an ankle sprain. You know, yeah. if you sprained your ankle, it's not going to take one visit typically to get better with physical therapy. You're going to go for a while and you're going to rehab that tissue to start working well again, same way with the muscles down there. Say you are pregnant and you're dealing with issues. Those ligaments are stretching out just like a sprained ankle. Yeah. You've got to work on that tissue to get it to the strength back again, postpartum, perimenopausal, postmenopausal, or we see people in their teens. Like this is a full life cycle, lifespan of things where I think if people could just tap in and listen to their body, notice the symptoms, and then they could get help sooner, then we're not going to be experiencing this stuff for as long down the road, or again, preventative care. Because I know when I go to Costco and I see the aisles of depends, all I want to do is one day is just like, I just want to film it. Like This should not be a thing. Like We need to take this out Mm -hmm. and put like, why don't you see public floor physical therapy first? When you're buying this package, don't open it till you see public PT. <laughs> like that would be, in my mind, more helpful to our environment and to each person individually down the road than okay, let's just slap a pad on it.
0: Yeah. First off, you should hang out there and pass out business cards if you can Yeah. Use- <laughs> 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 no <laughs> set up a booth. And set up food uh,
2: samples do <laughs> have floor. <decor. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: And the second thing is, you know, this listening to your body, this is so important. And because of what the work I do with nutrition, people also don't know when they're hungry, when they're full with Dr. Jordan. They don't know what feels good, what they like. Clearly, we don't know when we have sprained our ankle, you know, in our, in our pelvis. So how do we, how are we going to do this? How can we listen? How can we tune in more?
1: Slowing down, I think is one. Yeah. Slowing down. Um, people always want to know, like, what's the best exercise? Mm-hmm. I always say the diaphragmatic breathing is my number one go to. Mm-hmm. Breathing's free, it's always with you, and you can do it in any position, and it affects the pelvic floor. Most of us are more, um, I don't want to say most of us, I am more type A personality and more efficient. I think I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so is my pelvic floor. It wants to be high tone too. So I have to learn to tap into that area, slow down. And I notice it because this is my field. Like if I um, am going to be peeing my pants at the gym, I know my pelvic floor is probably more high tone. So I take Mm -hmm. a moment, I do some stretches, I lengthen it back out. So then I can do the activity. So I think getting the breathing because breathing lengthens the tissue, it allows that tissue to move at a full range so it can support your organs and then work really well for you. Um, yeah,
2: I would agree I, with all of that. And I would just say being open. I feel like there's a lot of people that are closed off, like we talked about earlier. Um, and just being open that this area needs
1: attention and awareness. So, I mean, I mean, it can be as easy as that. You live in your one body your whole life. And I'm still surprised at how many of us like run through life. Like I'm like, why does everybody not want to be a pelvic PT? Like you you should know how your body's work as you probably with food. Like this is your one body you're taking care of it and you need to think about the future of it. And so if you can tap in, I mean, it's always talking to you. Our body is incredible and it's just finding the time to listen to it.
0: I love that. The, the last woman I had on the podcast, we were talking about intuitive eating and she was saying, you know, once you start listening to your body, it will keep talking to you. And you're just going to be more empowered to keep making these decisions Wow. So, one thing that you brought up, you know, you said perimenopause and menopause. Are there things that we as women should be looking out for as we get older? Will something change down there? Yes. (laughs) We need to to Um, talk about it. We got to talk about it.
2: (laughs) so, So, one of the things we often encourage our patients to do is look at yourself down there. Like, that's one of the first things I will tell patients because they may come in with, um, let's say a new diagnosis from their doctor, and they'll, we'll do a public exam and they'll say, well, what is it? What do I look like down there? And I'm like, well, I don't know. What'd you look like before, you know? And I just met you five minutes ago. I mean, that's not that quick, I mean, but, but, and so, but my purpose, I mean, my point with that is I'm like, it's, it's important to know what it looks like. Do you look at your hand? Yeah. You know what your hand looks like. If you saw a scratch on your hand, you'd, you would immediately probably, or that day say, why, how did I get that scratch? Yeah. It's the same thing down there. And so with aging and as our, as our body changes, it's so important to look. So that we can see if tissue is not as plump as it used to be, or if it's changing color, or if it's not as like a moist—I said it—moist environment as, as it should be, right? And or so if moles pop up. <laughs> yes, moles, and and just the way that skin may change and look because it's going to help people so much with having answers to give to their providers. Like, Hey, this is different. I think than when I looked last time and I'm not sure what's going on. And then, right. You know, rather than I have patients go years sometimes without, well, yeah, I've always, I think I've had that. And so it's just a really good way to stay in touch. Really
1: like your labia can change, you Uh know, the color can
2: change, um, the dryness. So nice. as estrogen changes, so does dryness down there, we should be a self-lubricating machine and it doesn't do that
1: as well as we age. I mean, we're getting a pretty good visual of everything, but it is like, yeah. Oh, you've got, you've got a little cut down here. Have you always had that? What are you talking about? Okay. Like, yeah, let's yeah. go back to the basics, grab a mirror. I want to be watching this, bring this up to your provider. Um, cause we, I'm, not saying it happens all the time. This has probably only happened twice in the last four years, but we've had um, cases where we have found moles and they've gone back and it has been cancerous. So mm-hmm. again, small percentage, but I don't, I would like for people to be in touch with that because I know I, it makes me super aware because I grew up in the day of self-tanning beds. And so what did oh, you do sure. it was tanned down there and that tissue's not used to being tanned down there. Um, so it could be, you know, skin cancer or it's also a sign, I think of cervical is it cervical cancer or ovarian cancer? Mm. One of the two. I can't remember. Something yeah. down there with your lady bits. That...
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm so glad that you guys brought this up because we are all going to go through menopause and I've had a menopause expert on as well. We spend half of our lives in menopause, but no one gives us a, a heads up about it. Exactly. So let's talk about it. Like, Thank you. Everyone, go get your mirror and look at yourself.
1: Yeah, That's what so when, number one. When estrogen decreases things thin down there. Uh And that's again, where you want to look at that tissue, but when you're losing your plump hormone, the stuff that makes things plump and comfortable, that's when people typically complain of the dryness or pain with sex, or the tissue might tear because it's more thin. And there are things that I, we would love for people to be doing ahead of time. So we don't have to start going like, Oh, okay. You've been sitting for 20 years at your job, but you haven't been stretching. Yeah. And now you've lost your plumping hormones. So things are going to be super duper tight, but what could we start working on again, every single day to help out our pelvis, to hopefully help that area down there. And then working the more mobile that tissue is, hopefully we get more blood flow and circulation yeah. too down there. So that should help it feel better because tension and muscle down there is not comfortable. Again, back to the trigger point area. Mm-hmm. And it, if you can think of it, I always say, like, if you're going to get it you know, This is now that I'm saying it, it's a terrible analogy, but if you were going to get a shot, you know, if you touch the muscle in your arm, if you're tensed up, it's going to be tender and sore. It's going to hurt more. If we touch your muscle, when it's more relaxed, it's not going to be uncomfortable or sore. And that's the same with the tissue down there. So if you can make sure it's more relaxed or it's moving through a contracted relaxed style state, it's going to have blood flow circulation and feel more comfortable. So move your tissue more if you're in that stage or any stage of life.
0: So, you know, I I know I'm assuming both of you work out. I've heard you talk about working out. I like to work out. I like to lift weights. So I know I got to squat, deadlift, you know, push, overhead stuff, pull. Are there any things, movements we should be doing with our pelvic floor on a regular basis? A push, pull, squat (laughs) type
1: of thing. It's most likely like your pelvic floor works when you move. It has to support when you're doing lower extremities, upper body. What we will tend to see is sometimes people are bearing down when they shouldn't be. So like holding their breath when lifting, or maybe not even noticing that they're pushing their pelvic out floor out while they're exhaling as well, or lifting heavy. Um, it does change depending on weight and like CrossFit on how much weight you are lifting, what you can do with the pelvic floor. If we're having issues with weightlifting, we might backtrack it a little bit to retrain tissue and then build it back up the same way we would with running. Um, you know, you might run, stop, run, stop to build up to running without having issues. Um, stretching is very important, especially if you're going to have a lower leg day, you know, your pelvic floor is going to be a little bit more plumped up that day too. I always mm-hmm. say like, if you're going to have sex after a leg day, it might be a little uncomfortable because that tissue has been working. It's going to feel more full. It's going to feel more toned the same way too the day after, like your bicep does when after you do arm day, Yeah, it's muscle and people, cause women will typically say like, okay, was it painful? Okay. Let's backtrack. What happened in the last, you know, 48 hours before that, because that
0: is be so pain. fascinating to me.
1: They're just muscles. It's really easy. Just <laughs> muscles. Just muscles.
0: Oh, yeah, let's let's reframe it. This is my hand signal for reframe. Um, <laughs> I do it every time I say it. So I did have a technical question come in from uh, my friend and coworker Alejandra, who's our personal trainer, and she was asking about: Can you explain to us the difference between engaging your TVA versus obliques, and how what we can do if our obliques start to take over?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we tend to see in the clinic patients in all life stages, but I would say our patients who are postpartum have a pretty big issue with this specifically because they're becoming oblique dominant rather than knowing. And partly baby has stretched out abdominal tissue. So you may have heard of diastasis recti, which that's the muscles in your tummy, your six pack muscle kind of separating, And so they can't connect with that rectus abdominis as well, but underneath that is that TVA. And Mm -hmm. so trying to retrain those muscles to engage, but I would almost say for that, it almost is more of a mind game at that point because they're so used to, okay, abdominal strength means big movements, means crunches and means all these things. But really when we're retraining at that point, it's a lot of breath work and pattern work, and that might not make a lot of sense, but you're trying to get them to really hone in on, can we separate the contractions in different parts of the
1: abdominal region? And I know patients get so frustrated. Like these are boring exercises. We get it, but this is how you retrain tissue to make it function and work. Well, you have to break it down. So when you breathe too, like, I don't think, I think it's hard for people to understand how Big the breath really is with the pelvic floor, especially with the, the transverse abdominis. Like you have fascia that connects from the diaphragm with the transverse. So when you give a good exhale, which is more of an eccentric contraction for that diaphragm, it connects with that lower abdomen beautifully, especially when the pelvic floor is working well. It's a, oh, I just love it so much. And when they're not, when they try to do the exercises without the breath, you can tell it's just caddywankus that it looks like a canoe on water. And once you are like, nope, nope, I'm going to be a stickler here. I really need you to get that breath before you turn on that muscle. And then they're like, oh, it's totally solid. I'm like, I know we've been preaching breath the whole time. So we need you to get that when we're moving. And there, there comes a time where these muscles will kick back in and activate where you don't have to sit there. And think about it all the time. But in the beginning, as you're retraining and trying to um, down train those obliques, it is, it is very important to reconnect the dots with the brain, like brain, I need this to happen, brain, I need this to happen. Okay, now we're going to move it into your house, like lifting a laundry basket or carrying in groceries or something um, on the oven, carrying dinner, whatever it is, Re- retraining the tissue because they'll start to notice like, you're right, I actually notice I'm not using that area at all, or I'm bearing down or pushing out, um, through the pelvis while that I'm doing that movement. And it's hard for them, um, or I love when they get that awareness to figure out that they are doing it incorrectly. And once they stu- start doing it properly, there's things change and it's beautiful yeah. and too. even our really strong
2: people. So yeah. CrossFitters and whatnot, Ironman athletes. Yeah. It's amazing to see, they're strong. They're stronger than us, and we're they're struggling with some of this stuff. And they they don't know it until we're doing it in the clinic, but then it really resonates with them that okay maybe that is why when I'm trying to PR on something I can't get past this you know hurdle or whatever it is right I'm stuck at this weight or whatnot and. With bringing all of the pieces of this puzzle in, it is really cool to see them take that next step that they feel like they've been stagnant at, and then also to not even some of these people are amazing at their technique in the gym, but they suck at it at home,
0: oh. and so they're like,
2: "No, I do that. I breathe like that when I'm deadlifting, or I no, I'm focused on that. I'm like, well, that's great. What about when you pick up your laundry basket? I don't know. I'm like, well, that's a deadlift." right? So think about same patterns. And then it's like, really this like, Oh, okay. Kind of clicking thing, but it, it doesn't, it's not just like what you do for 30 to 90 minutes at the gym. It's the other 23 hours of the day too, that you're potentially causing maybe a dysfunction or that disconnect.
0: Oh my gosh. I hope everyone is so inspired to go <laughs> to public floor PT. <laughs> I am. I I mean, I really am.
1: We'll make a spot for you when you come in town. I love
0: this. So a couple other things I want to talk about. Um, Morgan, I'm not sure if you're married yet or family or whatever your situation is, but Amanda, I do know you've got a handful of kids. I know you run a business. I know know you're taking care of yourself. Um, And I like to talk about this on my podcast too. I don't think it's necessarily a balancing act, but how do you manage, how do you manage all of this?
1: Yeah. I learned it's not balance at all. It is juggle. Um, something is mm-hmm. always being less, um, uh, I don't know. I'm less with other things sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So depending on what needs me the most, um, luckily this year, since uh, my husband usually travels quite a bit, but for 2020 he hasn't, which has allowed me to really focus in on the business more, um, which has been a blessing because we've had to really pivot and shift how we are doing, um, public floor physical therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, I gave up meal prepping unless I have time. I used to stress about that a ton. Um, we've got kids with food allergies, so it is something we need to do. If I, I don't buy a lot, um, because of the food allergy situation, it tends to be, I have to make it by scratch or, um, from scratch. I'm sorry. That's wrong from scratch. Uh, but I started meal prepping or finding a meal company out here in Kansas city called eat to evolve. And they have a lot of, um, healthy foods that are dairy-free gluten-free, um, peanut free, which is what our peanut kiddo is. They've got a really good, just chicken and veggie kind of grab and go plate. And that's what our kids will eat if we're busy. Cause I used to stress myself out so much home Mm -hmm. cooking every single meal. Um, and not yeah try not to do that anymore we are playing more so like last night we got home I got home late um and instead of me stressing about the kids not having baths in bed it was just like join them for 30 minutes and let's play in the kitchen so playing more and I again I used to be such a schedulized mom prior to 2020 and taking time of just like it doesn't matter like really focus on family and the little things let it let them slide
0: good for you that's you
1: Um, I learn, I like my alone time. I need my alone time to be a good mom. So I wake up early, really early to make sure I get alone time in so I can do, it used to be emails and social media. And I've learned, I can't do that because it'll put me in a really bad mood through the day. So it is working out journaling. And then I get my shower when I'm ready. My kids are leaving for school, or maybe if I'm blow drying my hair, I might touch into a little bit of that, but I tried to save it until I get to the office that used to be waking up at 4 a.m. and looking at oh. Instagram was a nightmare yeah. so um yeah learning learning how to juggle it better that's that good yeah because okay, you're
0: 30 how old
1: mm, 34
0: yeah I mean honestly it's good that you're learning that at a young age um because I'm, I'm senior, <laughs> like, from experience that's one great thing about being 40s uh you can listen to me because I'm 40 <laughs> <laughs> I'm now the authority on a couple things. And yeah, you know, I see, I work with women just like you, high performing women. And the sooner you can learn that, like start your day on your terms, the better. So congratulations. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, and then the last question I have for you guys, you have a lot of programs that we can do, even though we don't live in Lee summit. So yeah. what, what offerings do you have for us?
2: Yeah, we have, we've, we're still creating some, but w- the ones that we have right now, um, one tailored more towards C section and body after birth. Yeah. Um, Amanda will probably touch into that. Um, there's one, Empower Your Rear. That's one of our more recent ones focusing on hip stability and mobility. So, strengthening and flexibility. Big part of pelvic health is what are the hips doing? So, and it doesn't matter if you're a um, male, if you're a female, if you are a 16 or if you're 90. So it's really trying to see what are those hips doing. We have, um, a pregnancy exercise course because there we've, we've really been trying to almost brand this stop waiting until after you deliver and there's issues and come to see us. And, Treat pregnancy like prehab. So, coming in, you know, like if you were going to go and get your hip replaced, usually they send you to a PT for a time or two just to understand, like, okay, this is what it's going to look like afterwards. You're going to have scar tissue. This is what you're going to do. It's the same thing. So, we're starting to get women, and that's what inspired us to make that program. Come in more from a wellness approach. And we're like, we don't need to see you really often, but we need you to be doing a list of things. So we created the program so that they could just get it and be doing it through their pregnancy too. So, and then some like bladder courses and whatnot too. Love it. Uh,
1: and then we just came out, we launched it last week, Empowered in the Bedroom, which is a lot more of our reels recently. Yeah. Um, a lot more of our fun ones. Uh, talking, I mean, we both have experienced issues with intercourse um and this has been on our minds for like it was our 2021 goal to like let's finally launch this one but then bridgerton happened (laughs) Bridgerton came out it was kind of a no-brainer i think it was like january 2nd we were like this is this is it we've watched it did you did you watch it i watched it you get that little salt here. binge watched it like seven hours (laughs) and you can see like You can see the characters go through you know self-pleasure but then also all the miscommunication and that is something we see all the time with our patients and then also having experienced the shame the guilt the negativity and frustrations around it and then seeing it in the clinic daily it's like okay there are a lot of similarities here that we think we can put down originally it was going to be a six-week program but we pushed it into four weeks because four sounds better to six when you're looking at programs. Yeah. And then we decided what, what would I want? Like if we look back at myself so many years ago, what would we want to see in that? how could we help the Bridgerton characters? So we ended up talking with Dr. Jordan Wiggins, um, getting another expert interview by a Rachel main. She's a sex therapist out of Ohio, um, getting some great ideas on pleasure and from both of them, but then going through the PT side of it. What do we see with the muscle tissue? What are some things, some stretches, maybe we could do each week. How do we build up on it? How do we prep for sex? Because it is a thing. You know, it's not always like jumping in the sack like it was when we were 20. Mm -hmm. Now we have to take time for, you know, the 20 minutes to build up the lubrication and arousal down there. And then we like to say like men are like microwaves, women are like crackpots. It takes time, really lots of time because there's so much more going in, um, in a female brain with arousal and pleasure, um, down there and how the muscles will react to that is it's incredible. Um, and it's just things that we do every day with our patients that we thought, okay, let's put this out there. Maybe nobody has any issues and what could they benefit from? But then there's also sections for intercourse, postpartum intercourse, menopausal. Um, cause that's been a question by people is like, well, I haven't had kids yet, but I'm experiencing it. Would this be something I would benefit from? Yes. Or I had my kids 26 years ago. Is this something I could benefit from? Yes. Um, we talk about lube. You know, my favorite lube, different types of lube out there. We talk about the wands and dilators and how to use them. Um, we even talk about vibrators, I think with um, Rachel, Rachel Maine. Yeah. So it's a, it's a lot.
0: You're for it. We need to talk about it. We need to say vibrator. We need to say all the stuff. We need to talk about pleasure. Yeah. I love it. And I will say um, in Dr. Dr. Jordan, I read her book, the pink canary. And I, I honestly thought y'all something was so wrong with me. I read her book and I was like, oh, no, (laughs) everybody's like me. (laughs) We (laughs) don't know what to do or how to relax or all this stuff. But I think that's exactly what you're doing. Everybody's experiencing this on some level, unfortunately. But now we know who to talk to. We know what to do. We're empowered
2: in our (laughs) purpose. Exactly. That's our goal.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm the biggest hype girl now. (laughs)
2: <laughs> we're doing? here for it
0: <laughs> well this is fantastic thank you guys so much for your time i can't imagine i hate the word busy but for real i mean are you guys pretty busy at work
1: we it's fun it yeah. is really fun we would rather be busy if we weren't busy i think we'd, be we'd go be, crazy yeah <laughs> you wouldn't want to see all the reels we'd be putting out
0: <laughs> um,
1: are you excited for the super bowl Absolutely. Yes, yes. Absolutely. We're trying to think of some reels to play into the Chiefs. So oh yes. I to my- oh, yes. <laughs> Well I think it was you- I saw Tyreek Hill on TikTok doing a dance and I was like, Oh, how do I we need to somehow connect with you, Mr. Cheetah? Like Can you imagine. Oh, I know what your public floor must be like <laughs> out there. <laughs> well, I can't
0: wait to tell everybody to sign up for your courses and to visit you because you guys are. Truly needed. And so thank you for doing what you do.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. This has been awesome.
0: Anytime. Have a great afternoon.
1: You too. Bye.